Good day, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Positive affirmations. I hope everyone is feeling great, whoever picks up this podcast. But I feel lost today. I'm going to, you know, I'm standing in my truth, I'm being honest. I, I got so lost that I completely forgot what day it was. I completely forgot what did I eat last night. I completely forgot, just forgot, staring into the abyss. Like, what is it I'm supposed to be doing today? And the first thing is, I've got a lot of things to do. It's not like I don't have anything to do. Can anyone else relate to that? It was one of those days where I was so lost that... Uh, I, I think at one point I invited anxiety in. I literally said, come on, you might as well come in because right now there's nothing else. I might as well have you here. Come on, take a seat. Look, my arms are tingling. I'm now sweating. My heart's going... And you know what? At least I can talk to myself. Walk around the house, walk up and down the stairs and tell anxiety to F off come on I shouldn't be that bad because let me tell you this when my anxiety kicks in I can't speak for anybody else remember my hands up as usual standing in my truth but when anxiety kicks in you don't know who to connect with I mean, if you've got a good network around you that when the anxiety is that bad and you don't need to get a hot water bottle or you don't need to climb into the bed and, you know, you need to sleep it off. I I can't sleep anxiety off. I don't do it. Could anyone else do that? Be interesting to find out. But I could be fine today and guarantee you another day I can wake up not thinking of anything. But somewhere along the line, in between me having something to eat, going into bed or watching TV or the last thing that I see, I can end up the next morning anxious, fearful. The latest twinge in my body, I am now like, oh my God. It's bad enough that anxiety makes you feel like you're dying anyway but could you imagine on top of the anxiety you don't you know you get to the point where you're actually not even going out and socializing i mean when i mean socializing taking in fresh air you don't want to go past the door you don't want to do anything um and that's what i've become i i it's it's a fine divide actually because prior to covid i like being indoors as much no matter what i put out there on facebook that yeah i'm out partying each week which in fact i really was but when i wasn't out and about i actually was at home because i'm a home bod so being at home doesn't really bother me per se but what i found was being at home really being at home knowing that I really don't have a choice 
of bringing anyone to my home. And even when they do come to my door, even if it's just to deliver food, um, you know, look, a, a friend of mine passed over my home the other day to drop something off and I swear to God when they left I felt like I was coughing my nose was running and all of this was in my mind it was all in my head I literally put on my coat the next day telling myself right I'm on the I'm, I'm going to go and get a COVID test yes that bad so I've started this you know as you know those who listen to the podcast will know that I actually do a YouTube channel and for my YouTube channel to really prosper it should be good that you sit in front of someone and actually you know have a conversation you know safe distance and and I'm watching all these people doing this and do you know I cannot bring myself to do that And that was my realisation today. And all the time I was like, oh, it's because we're, we're shielding and we're in lockdown. But today, for the first time, I actually acknowledged that I'm stuck. I, I, I'm stuck in that zone, which is I don't want to be around anyone. And I need to stop that because it's, I'm stopping myself from living. Because others have not been that fortunate to live. And here I am. And I know I'm not alone. And I haven't been like this all along. This has only transpired in the last, I would say, three months. And we're coming up to a year in March being in lockdown. So, you know, I made myself busy. I did things. But as SAD kicked in, you know, like, you know... um, that winter syndrome kicked in it became that comfort zone whereas I don't need to go out I'm not going out I'm not even looking at zoom parties online I'm actually not even looking at music I've just literally thrown myself into writing writing a book and a load of other little different little things but it's all computer based on my phone based and in the evenings I have to take myself away from all of that and just shut down or read or just look at the box and then I looked at myself and I thought but hold on a minute you're not even having a conversation so what is is that you're winding down from can anybody else relate to that I live on my own and for some people it's fine you know another friend of mine I was speaking to Look, I'm not giving away people's secrets, but, you know, you know, the conversations that I do have the privilege of having. And, you know, I make sure that the energy, the conversations that I have around me are ones that are going to energize me. If I start a conversation with someone and I find that I'm repeating myself after the first 10 minutes, you know, I need to put that phone down. I just need to put that phone down. I don't do gossip anyway, so none of my friends, the small circle of friends I have, we don't need to gossip. We just talk about life and transformations and transitionings and stuff like that, you know. But it's the not knowing. It's not knowing. 
And I know we're blaming the government and saying, you know, when do we do this? When do we get out? If they don't know, you know I mean, they're just as human as you and I. And I won't listen to conspiracy theory. It's pointless me going down the road and listening to a conspiracy theory because I would just be going crackers. So I'm sitting and I'm waiting as the, you know, I don't want to wait in vain. But I'm not loving anybody. But it's that whole losing yourself. And I have succumbed to that. And I really look forward to the Thursday and the Friday and the Saturday shows of energising myself, of speaking to all these different you know, people and walks of life and the things that they're doing and, you know, putting it out there. I love it. And there I am wanting to actually get up and volunteer only to find I cannot get past my front door. That is terrible, don't you think? That's terrible. So this podcast is basically just saying You're not alone. Whoever is in the same boat as I am, reach out to me. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. And let anxiety do one. This is Valerie M. Standing in my truth. Try not to invite any anxiety in. Because the reality of it is this. Once the fear sets in, it takes a while for you to let that go. It does for me. And so you have to keep motivated. You've got to keep your mind going. And there's people who have got depression and didn't even realise they were depressed. They didn't know they were depressed. So it's more heightened. When I do take a dislike to... It's the fact that people are glorifying depression, glorifying anxiety, glorifying, I'm a mental health first, you know, I'm, I'm a, come on. There's genuine people like myself. I'm so glad that I gave up alcohol because maybe if I continue drinking, I would be, you know, I'd be in a box by now. I do find that I am eating, <laughs> eating myself out of, out of all the deliveries and Uber Eats and etc. I've given up on cooking, but I, I'm, I live on my own, so I find cooking quite boring when I'm on my own. But I have tried cooking a few dishes through the whole year, blah, blah, blah. You know, ones that I know that I'm not making a big pot and I expect in the whole world to come over and have something to eat, which is what I was used to doing. But nevertheless, it's... It's just anxious times. And if you've never had anxiety before and you don't know what anxiety looks like, it's just when everything is just whirring around in your head and it's just not switching off. And you can hear your heartbeat in your ear and you can actually feel you. It's like you feel your heart's going to come straight out of your chest tingling across your back, into your neck, into your arms, and you start shaking your hands and you think, and, and, and then it gets to the point where you won't get out of the bed, off the sofa, you, you become uh, hibernated, lack of conversation, 
You don't want to speak because you don't know what it is. And that anxiety, because you can have anxiety but not panic attack. But it's a panic attack that is, oh my good God. It's like you're hearing voices in your head and it's like, yeah, you're about to die. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how do I handle it? (sighs) Man, there's different ways. Sometimes I actually have to go outside and walk just so I can get some fresh air so that I can keep breathing. And I walk and I walk and I walk and I walk. And then I walk and then I realise that my heart's coming down and my hands have stopped tingling. And and I have to occupy my mind to stop that doom and fear of death, impending death. And my best bet for me is to sleep. The worst thing is to have a panic attack if you're out. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. I never forget. I was walking, you know, before we was in lockdown, I was going to the hairdressers. And everything was fine. I left the house and I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm going out later on. Going to get my new hair did. It was my birthday weekend. And halfway to the hairdressers in the middle of the high street, I suffered an almighty panic attack. I had bags in my hands and I didn't know what to do. I stood there and I thought, I think I'm having a heart attack. I finally made, I carried on walking and I'm sweating. And it was just, um, I just wanted to just crumble right there on the floor. I couldn't breathe into anything. And I, I looked around, I was wondering, can anyone see me? And the road, that I mean, it was a high street, so everybody could see me. But I keep, I kept thinking to myself, Oh my God, they can see me, they can see me. And, you know, is anyone going to help me? Because I did not even realise it was a full-on panic attack. Imagine that. Because I've had anxiety, but I've never experienced that full-on panic attack. And my God, I made it to the hairdressers and I sat in there and all I could hear was... And everyone was talking in this hairdressers. And I was trying to put on the best smile. And what all I had to do, I kept tapping the floor. And I kept drinking water. And I tapped the floor. And the woman was talking to me. I kept nodding and yeah, 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 no problem. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, uh, you know what? This is what's going through my head. At least if I die, I'm died with someone around me. Could you imagine? That's what I was thinking. Half an hour later, it started to subside. I was just carried on drinking. Eventually, the girl got round to doing my hair. And I was actually doing a gig that night, believe it or not. And she did my hair. I was exhausted. Literally, having a panic attack drains you. It drains me. I don't know about anybody else. And I remember leaving the salon, knowing that I had three, four hours left to get get home, get myself ready to go and do the show. And I was, I just wanted to curl up and die in bed. I just wanted to curl up. I, I couldn't believe what was going in my body. 
I came home and I showered and I made sure that my hair was still intact and I got ready. And I put on a show, but I realised that I couldn't move. I, I was just, I, you know, the adrenaline, the worst thing is I've had a panic attack, so I don't want to excite my adrenaline. Adrenaline is it's a different, different adrenaline to a, a panic attack adrenaline. And so I was worried about getting on the stage, having that adrenaline to sing, because that's what happens. You get, you know, and, and am I going to pass out? I was having two different sets of emotions. It was, oh my God, thinking about it now brings tears to my eyes. I actually just feel like I'm just going to cry right now. It was just traumatic. And if I felt like that, and that was being outside in the public, being at home is safe. To be honest with you, being at home is safe. And I do worry, even though I do have my family and I can ring them up and I can text them. But I do say to myself, oh my God, if you had a panic attack at home and you do die, you're going to die alone. This podcast was is not meant to be doom and gloom. It is just to highlight that I wish people would stop glorifying anxiety, well-being and panic attacks because it really is real and I do make sure that when I do now when I feel it coming I do my best to have conversations with people not exactly say look I'm having a panic attack but I try to uh, speak um, and just you know just talk it just so I can talk it out of my system that's what works for me It is a stigma and there are people who don't understand it. They won't get it unless they've experienced it. So I get where people don't want to reach out and speak to someone about it. I really, really do. I understand. Because it's a difficult one. It really is a difficult one. If you don't, you you know, what do you say to someone who says, I'm actually feeling suicidal and, you know, I don't know where to turn. What about those kids who are in the same space that, that I'm at? Who do they turn to? How do you recognise this is what's going on with them? And so I'm always going to push and push on this podcast and on the websites is look at the person next to you. Look at the person, you know, listen to when someone is speaking. Because that way we would determine if that person needs help. Don't generalise because that's what we hear. Be understanding. Be understanding. Ah, This is Valerie M, A.K. Maxfield, talking about my own anxiety. And I'm going to go and blast some music to make myself feel better. Well, I'm not going to blast it. I'm in the middle of finishing my EP album. But standing in my truth as ever, sending you all the most amazing positive affirmations. As I said, feel free to ever reach out. Leave me a voice note, a message. Standing in my truth. Take care of yourself now.